Good afternoon and welcome to Great Sacred Music and, um, and on the theme this week of the sun, uh, which I think you'll hopefully agree is a very appropriate theme, um, even though actually we haven't seen the end of it yet because apparently it's going to get to about 38 degrees by Monday. Um, so all of today's music is reflecting on that theme uh, and then the following weeks we're looking at sea and then sky. You've just heard O Radiant Dawn by the Scottish composer James Macmillan, which was written in 2007. He was awarded the British Composer Award for liturgical music for his Strathclyde motets, of which this is one piece. O Radiant Dawn is actually an antiphon for the Christmas season. It's the antiphon, the O antiphon, for the 21st of December. The piece you've just heard expresses a profound longing for Christ. As you heard, the uh, repetition of the word come the use of suspensions and dynamics which build and build, but it ended with a moment of peace, musically representing the conflicts reconciled by Jesus' arrival. It's our tradition at Great Sacred Music to join singing a hymn together at the beginning and end, and we're about to do that now. Hopefully you picked up a sheet on your way in, and on the inside on the left-hand page you'll see all creatures of our God and King. This, uh, the words for this were written in the earliest 20th century by William Henry Draper, but they're based on a prayer by St. Francis of Assisi. The original German hymn tune called Last uns erfreuen, Let us rejoice, dates back a long way to 1623. But it was later popularised in 1906 when Vaughan Williams made his harmonisation of this hymn. So we'll remain seated as the voices behind stand and sing All Creatures of Our God and King.
Melissa Dunphy, who was born in 1980, is an Australian-American composer. Um, and amongst uh, many different genres of music, she's written a lot of choral music. She completed a doctoral, at the doctoral degree at the University of Pennsylvania in 2014. We first came to discover her music in, a, in some uh, concerts that we recorded in lockdown uh, a year or so ago here. And actually, if you have a look on our St. Martin's digital channel, you'll see the interview between Melissa Dunphy and Ailsa, one of our singers, uh, about the piece uh, that we're about to sing, O Orions, which was written in 2015. As with our first piece, uh, O Radiant Dawn, it's again a setting of one of the O antiphons for Christmas. And what you'll hear in this piece is the traditional plain song, which weaves through um, some much more modern-sounding music. The composer describes it as a plaintive call for light in the form of love, knowledge and peace, both in the world and within each of us personally, particularly for those of us who have suffered depression or grief.
next piece is by the Norwegian-American composer Ole Jelo. He's perhaps best known for his setting uh, of the uh, antiphon for Monday Thursday, Ubi Caritas. But he's also written a number of more extended works, and amongst that, um, a mass setting called the Sunrise Mass, which is for strings and choir. We actually performed this during lockdown. Uh, some of you might have heard it on BBC Radio 4 uh, for our annual Ascension Day service. And this was the first time we'd actually done the Ascension Day service here, but with no congregation uh, present. And it was a really special moment that the way that the beautiful string te texture really kind of encapsulated that moment in the life of, in the, life of the nation. Uh, the piece we're going to sing, The Ground, is actually a reduced version of the Mass. It's actually only three minutes long, but takes sections from the different parts, the Benedictus, the Arnius Dei, and takes some of the main themes. Um, he wanted to create a sense of having arrived, to have reached a kind of peace and grounded strength after the long journey of the Mass, having gone through so many different emotional landscapes. And this piece very much encapsulates that idea.
The Canticle of Brother Son is a text by St. Francis of Assisi praising all of God's works. And the piece by Grace and Ives, the setting of it, is fill, full of vivid word painting and lively rhythms. Francis of Assisi was famed for his unruly youth of drinking and partying. In this life of luxury, he also learned horsemanship, archery and wrestling, would you believe? In 1202, war broke out between Assisi and Perugia. Francis quickly took his place amongst the cavalry. However, he was inexperienced and unskilled in war, so he was swiftly captured by the enemy and imprisoned for nearly a year. And according to legend, it was then when he began to receive visions from God. Francis emerged from prison a changed man, and it wasn't long before he reportedly heard the voice of Christ telling him to rebuild the Christian church and forsake his life of luxury to restore Jesus' original values to the now decadent church. During his later life, he developed a deep love of nature, and this is why he became patron saint of the environment and animals. In his now very famous canticle that we're about to sing, he encourages all of God's creation to join with him in God's praise, exhorting specifically brother sun, sister moon, brother wind, sister water, brother fire, mother earth, and bodily death, and describes the gifts given to these by God so as to praise him further. So now, Grace and I've setting of the Canticle of Brother Son.
it's almost time to sing our second hymn together, which you'll find on the inside of your sheet. Amazing Grace, perhaps a timeless hymn, was first published in 1779, and its lyrics were written by John Newton, an English poet and priest, inspired by when he was saved from a storm at sea and converted to Christianity. It became popular throughout the United States among Baptist and Methodist preachers, but gained its true fame as the anthem of the civil rights movement and abolition of slavery. John Newton, who wrote the words, was originally a slave trader, but later reformed his philosophies and became an ardent abolitionist, whose views influenced William Wilberforce. His passionate 20-year struggle eventually uh, led to the Slavery Abolition Act that freed over 800,000 enslaved people. And almost 200 years after its composition, Amazing Grace became the ballad of the US civil rights movement and was sung at countless rallies of Martin Luther King. The poignant message of redemption, forgiveness, and God's ultimate mercy that that this song gives makes Amazing Grace one of the most beloved and enduring hymns worldwide. So we'll remain seated as the voices stand and lead Amazing Grace.
Thank you very much for joining us uh, for today's Great Sacred Music. Uh, on your way out, there'll be an opportunity to donate to a retiring collection. Uh, and if you haven't got cash on you, there's all manner of other ways to donate that you'll find on the back of your sheets, from QR codes to text message giving to visiting the St. Martin the Fleals website. Please do give generously. You'll find details of future Great Sacred Musics again on the back of your sheet every Thursday um, at one o'clock. Next week, C, and then the week after, Sky, which all seems very appropriate for this weather. And then our Choral Classics series on Sundays at 3.15, again, half an hour of words and music, um, on the 17th of July and running to the end of July. Great Sacred Music keeps going all the way through August, but Choral Classics finishes at the end of July and then starts again at the beginning of September. We're going to finish uh, with a setting of a, a hymn tune of a spiritual Let the Heaven Light Shine on Me by Moses Hogan, who's an American composer who was born in Louisiana in 1957. He edited the Oxford Book of Spirituals and has over 70 other published works, some his own compositions and some choral and solo song settings of uh, American spirituals. This particular piece, Let the Heaven Light Shine on Me, is perhaps one of his most sensitive arrangements that evokes a true sense of peace and closeness to God. Thanks for joining us.